0: Once, when hanging a picture of Audrey Hepburn in her bedroom, Peggy had smashed her index finger with a hammer, leaving a permanent black spot beneath her fingernail, shaped a little bit like George Washington's silhouette on the quarter. She put on a coat of nail polish every day, usually red, to hide it. She stared in confusion now at the nails she'd covered in varnish only this morning, while waiting for food at the drive-thru. How could it be chipped already? The metallic taste in her mouth suggested she chewed off the polish, but she would have remembered that, right? George's dark silhouette slowly turned his head and winked at her. So smug in his founding fatherness. Oh, man, I'm losing it. It was the sign that had gotten to her Welcome to Ohio. They'd passed it a mile back, and she'd been sparring with the urge to throw up ever since. Pull over, Belle, Peggy shot forward in her seat, giving a series of taps on the back of her brother's headrest. Can you just pull over? Belmont's eyes were steady on her in the rearview mirror, holding for a too long handful of seconds before he nodded, pulling the Suburban into the next rest stop. She tried to open the door before the vehicle even stopped rolling, but Belmont hit the lock button as if predicting her move, earning the driver's seat a frustrated kick. As always, her brother took a sweet time locating a space, allowing a family of three to pass, before parking and shutting off the ignition. At the absence of the ever-present engine rumble, their third and final traveling companion, Sage Alexander, stirred her mouth opening wide on a yawn. Peggy watched Belmont and Sage exchange a good morning, oh center of my gravity look, and that was all she could take. Peggy pushed open the Suburban's back door, sucking in deep breaths through her nose as she traversed the littered patch of grass and asphalt toward the rest stop bathroom. The air around her was cold, damp, and charged fragrant with the recent rain. Behind her, the sound of interstate traffic sounded so alien. She felt like a stranger in her own body in this unfamiliar place. People lived here year-round, going to jobs, taking their kids to school, shopping at the mall, and they would never even know she'd pass through. There was something both comforting and terrifying about that, Before Peggy entered the beige concrete structure, she glanced back at the suburban to find Belmont and Sage still staring at each other, neither of their mouths moving. Something awful and unwanted stabbed her in the chest. She didn't want to be this person, the resentful one who turned away from any sign of happiness in others. But how could she be anyone else? How? In a matter of two weeks, She'd lost two siblings, Rita and Aaron, to love. And she was sure as shit on her way to losing a third in Belmont, if he ever woke up and smelled Sage's bacon. Being surrounded by so much magic was almost enough to make her believe a second chance at the real thing was possible for her. It wasn't so far fetched, was it? She had a college degree, great hair, and made damn good conversation. Congratulations, you'd be the perfect trophy wife, she laughed under her breath. Love, or even the illusion of it, wouldn't be happening anytime soon, though. Not until she accomplished her mission in Cincinnati. Facing the restroom once again, Peggy passed through the curved tunnel to find the bathroom empty. She came to a stop in front of the foggy mirror, her gaze landing on the string of engagement rings dangling around her neck. A little shimmy of her shoulders had the expensive baubles, symbols of her shame, clinking together with an eerie sound in the silent bathroom, layered with the plop of dripping water, the distant whoosh of traffic. When the Clarkson siblings, and Sage, who'd arrived later, set out on this road trip from San Diego to New York, united in the responsibility to fulfill their mother Miriam's final wish of jumping into the Atlantic Ocean on New Year's Day. Peggy hadn't expected to reach Cincinnati so fast. One more mile to campus, and she would be sharing oxygen with Elliot Brooks. Coach Elliot Brooks.